Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, February 18th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Today's episode is a previous recording from Friday, July 2nd, 2021. We'll be back on Monday with brand new episodes. Until then, we hope you enjoy this repeat. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're so glad you are with us. We will be looking at John's Gospel today and the idea of freedom But before we get to that, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you are the great liberator. You are the great freer. That you have brought your people out of bondage in Egypt. And that you have brought us out of the bondage of our own selfishness. God, we pray that... When we enter into that bondage of pride and self and sin, that we look to you, for it is your grace and mercy who frees us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Friends, this reading is from the eighth chapter of John, verses 31 through 38. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And the slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, yet you look for an opportunity to kill me because there is no place in you for my word. I declare what I have seen in the Father's presence. As for you, you should do what you have heard from the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, what is the dumbest way that you have ever been injured? I should also say dumbest slash most embarrassing. <laughs> so I, um, by the time this airs, I will have had my right knee totally replaced. And part of that is congenital. I just have a lot of arthritis. Part of it, however, has to do with our sweet little dog, Gabriel, who passed away last month. Gabriel's favorite thing, especially when he was young, was to be chased He loved to be chased every day. At some point we would be chasing that dog and he'd run, 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 run. Like he had so much fun. And so one day I was chasing Gabriel around the house in socks on our wood floor and (laughs) my left leg slipped completely. And my, all of my body weight fell directly onto my right knee. And I remember thinking I'll never walk again. (laughs) Like it hurt so badly. And then I looked and Gabe was super happy. So I just, you know, I hurt myself terribly, but Gabe had a ball. (laughs) So that is all worth it. Yes. And I didn't, I was able to walk, but what I didn't realize is I pretty much obliterated all of the cartilage and the meniscus and all that. So 
That's the dumbest thing I've ever, oh, I should say that's one of the dumbest things. I'm sure there are more. What about you? Oh man, I'm so glad you went first. So now I might see that seem that bad. <laughs> that's but, like a theme with us. Yeah. Tara goes first, embarrasses herself, and then Brett's like, "Well, wow, well, that's terrible." Well, that's, that's not. That's not so bad. <laughs> uh, I I have um, I don't have a lot of us have two natural bends in our neck, and just you know probably growing up with four boys, mine one of my bends is is actually pretty straight. So. Because of that, I can tweak my neck and, and hurt it very easily uh, to the point where I can't move. And at one point, I um, hurt my neck really bad in wrestling, and I went and put heat on it, not knowing you're supposed to do ice. Yeah, to shrink that inflammation. Hours. And so that made it about a thousand times worse. And I can remember being like 16 and like an old man trying to sleep in like our lazy boy for like four <laughs> nights because yeah. I could not move my neck. Nice. Uh, and then now I still have moments where I will look to the right too quickly <laughs> uh, or, or sneeze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and Get I'll that nerve pain all through your body. Yep. And I'll just be, I'll have to drive and I'll have to do the full shoulder turn to look behind <laughs> me. Uh, it's not safe. <laughs> no, that's so funny because I am, I'll be 49 in August. And a couple of years ago, I woke up one morning and I looked at Brian and I said, all I did was sleep and I hurt all over. Is this what getting old is like? Like, is this it? And he was like, yeah, I think so. So, you know, for those of you who are older and listening, God bless you. It ain't easy. It must be nice, you know, having a husband who's a little older so he can comfort you. Of like, the worst yeah, that part is, is he's in better physical shape. It oh. disgusts me no end, but <laughs> there you go. And it's totally genetics. It's not like I'm not working or anything. It's just, anyway. Uh, as my grandfather says, growing old ain't for sissies. And if that isn't the truth, I don't know what is. <laughs> well, to our passage, it talks about freedom. What is Christian freedom? And what is Jesus trying to tell us here about freedoms and being disciples? So I think we have this idea. It, it's especially an American ideal that we make our own choices. We have our own autonomy and we can, you know, we live our life independently. I think Jesus would say to that, that actually we are all sinful. And the more sinful we are, we're not free. We're bound by our sin. So if uh, sin is about self-centeredness and I'm always worried about myself, that means I'm not really making the freest of choices. I'm making choices that are all about Tara. Hmm. Um, I like to think that I'm free, but I'm probably not. And so what Jesus is saying is that if you follow in the way of Christ, if you become a lover and forgiver of people, that leads you away from sin. And the further from sin you are, the freer you are. I first heard this idea of Christian freedom when someone said to me, you know, the best kind of the best freedom is when you find yourself doing the things you are supposed to do, but you're doing them because you really want to. Hmm. When I love people because I really want to and it's the right thing to do, I feel so free when I forgive someone, not because it's the right thing to do, but because I really want to be a forgiver of people, I feel free. And so it doesn't matter if you're a child of Abraham or if you have been physically bound, 
and enslaved in some way. We are all slaves to this idea of sin. And only through following in the way of Christ are we relieved of that even just a little bit. And do we experience this Christian freedom? And I think that's really, for me, I have felt a lot of my life bound by the sin of thinking about Tara. Um, And following in the way of Christ is one of the only ways I've been able to alleviate that. And, um, and I want more of it. I'll tell you, I really do. Hmm. What, what's your idea about freedom? Yeah, it, I think this passage is so telling about who we are as humans. Um, because Jesus says, you know, being disciples and knowing the truth and the truth will be, will make you free. And, you know, they say, you know, we're descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone, which is funny for two reasons to because me. Because they were. Because they were <laughs> slaves. I guess, I guess, I guess three. I guess three reasons. One, they were slaves. That's the whole point of the Exodus, which at this point for the Israelites was like their big their story. biggest story. They tell it, it every year. Every right? year. I mean, yeah. So one, that's kind of ironic. Second, they're not enslaved, but they're conquered right now by Rome. Yeah. They're not a free nation. A free people. A free people. And third, they are bound in sin. And so, and so I mean, how true oh, is that how convenient. as humans that we don't realize the bondage that we're in, that we're so sure how free we are, uh, that, we, that we miss what true freedom actually is. Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't put that together, Brett. And the other thing, too, is that faithful Israelites would believe that they are bound by the law, Mm -hmm. that they should be slaves to the law. Now, they they aren't doing it well, but they've conveniently forgotten that, too. Right. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. And I do think that maybe I think Jesus is talking about a way of living our interior lives and being free in that respect. So even in difficult situations, I think it's possible to experience a freedom that allows us to grow closer to God. So, um, you know, being in a terrible place, being in a terrible situation, and yet still being free to make the best choices we can because we've gotten rid of as much sin as we can. I may be romanticizing that a bit, but I do think there is an element of it really transcends also the physical. I, I, I think you're exactly right. I think we're in this, especially at a time where we're in where our culture, we can look back in our history as, as a church and as Christians. And I think people are a little bit hesitant to say what you've said because it has been used yes. to oppress people. You and can so be people, enslaved and still be happy. What's exactly, the big deal? Exactly. And so, and so uh, I think, especially mainline progressive churches, we've kind of backed off from that because, uh, because of how it's been misused. And it's like, it's all about freeing uh, people from systematic injustices and, and things like that. And that is true, but we can't just because it's been misused doesn't mean it can't be redeemed. And so I think that that is an absolutely crucial part of the gospel and being a disciple that we have to keep preaching. And we can acknowledge that, yeah, we've screwed up in the past and it's been used incorrectly, but that doesn't mean that there isn't still truth in it. You know, it's funny. I, um, I, a long time ago, I remember seeing a therapist and, um, 
I was going home to my grandparents' house, which is usually a super comforting thing. But the only problem was everyone else in my family was going to be there. And I grew up in a really difficult family. And so when I would walk in, I would just feel the anxiety and fear and worry. And so the therapist said, I want you to do something different. I want you to walk into your grandparents' house and I want you to look around and ask yourself, what can I do to help? Just, that's what I want you to ask yourself. And so I walk in the door and it's Thanksgiving and I start peeling potatoes and washing dishes and helping any way I could. And for once I was free, I was free of the pain that a lot of my family causes me. I was free of the anxiety. I was free of the fear because I simply just thought how she showed me how to get outside of myself. Right. And so my family was still bananas. And they still were saying hurtful things and doing stuff that drove me crazy. But in that moment, I was free um, because I was able to look at it a different way. And I think that's what Jesus offers us all. And, you know, I cannot, I can't change like the natural order of the world that has evil in it and has a lot of pain, but I can change my orientation to it and work on freedom in that respect. And I think that's what Christ offers me over and over again. Amen. Our quote to close is from William Barclay, who said, Christian freedom does not mean being free to do as we like. It means being free to do as we ought. Hmm. Like that. Like that. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We will be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.